All right. Welcome to the first Wilbur review episode from Minna Fandom. Uh, for this episode, I'm joined by one Mike Montante, who I recently met for the first time. Mike, welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you for having on. It's hard to fill, you know, the the role of red, but uh, I'll try to be as boring as possible. See if I see how I can do. Well, um, before we get into talking about the last few days, I've actually got some taking care of business. I've got some huge show news. Red, Red's out. Red's out of Minna Fandom. He's he's no. quit the show. Yep. <laughs> he's um he's uh I sent him a joking message today saying, Do you want to record a, a Wilbur review episode? Um, and he just said, um, due to family reasons and work, he's he's quit. So um, I'm going to be holding auditions for the the open chair now. That's well, that's, that's breaking news. Yeah, it's incredible. Like we, you know, I came halfway across the world. We stormed the studio. We climbed Everest. We recorded in 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 the studio, and then barely a week later, he's quit the show. He wasn't at the live show. It's just. This guy's got more. He's got more deceased family members than I do alive. Uh, you know, it's it's sad. <laughs> um, sad to see. So yeah, I'm going to start holding auditions for the the second chair. Any ideas? Uh, Mayo wasn't terror. He wasn't big as a dork as I thought he'd be last night. I know you guys like each other. Mm. Uh, Jay's mayhem would end your show. Um, so depending if you like it or not, I would not do that. Definitely um, not. That was the worst part Dave, of the night. Dave is not doing anything recently. Lord knows he likes to talk. That's true. Um, did you hear Polar sat in his seat last night? Yeah, yeah, of course. It was funny. Polar, I, you know, because we were sitting together, I slapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, get out of the way, Lib, which I think is funny if you knew who I was, but he doesn't, so he's probably like, what the fuck was that? So, <laughs> I, but uh, he probably was pretty He was a out. great sport. Greg Polar was a great sport. He got up on the second show. Um, he was part, He had a bit in the second show. He, he was hammered, like way more hammered. Was than he like Michael awkwardly? Was. Like, Could you like tell? Oh, he was stumbling around, slurring his words. He was like Mike was in Madawaska. Oh, wow. Well, so you know what's, So was it obviously planned that he was going to go up there on stage? Yeah, yeah. So apparently he was supposed to do it in the first show, but because Carl fucked up the videos and they got delayed, gotcha. they bumped him to the second show. So that was um, Polar's excuse for being hammered. Um, that's, that's fair. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Fair, valid. Um, so, I mean... You and I have had a magical few days. We we met up on Friday for the first time. I went out with Dave and Lauren. Yeah, what a crew! Like I said that night, imagine looking over at us for like, what the hell's going on over there? Yeah, but there's one super the correlation, woman and then three like fat, ugly. Yeah, men. yeah, yeah. It's hey, got good for them. it. Was a good time. We lucked out weather wise. I think uh, meeting you was good. You know, we we've mended our little our little fences. Uh, you yeah. admitted you were wrong on COVID and a little over the top. So, you know, all is well. That's not true. Um, <laughs> I did. Do, I, 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 you were sort of as expected, like, you know, great in person. Obviously, I've always liked you. Um, you know, the drunker you got, the crazier you got. Um, you know, the more obsessive about your bets you got. Um, you got the sort of mad drunk stare on by the end. But still, <laughs> um, you know, once I got used to that, it was great. Yeah, once you get past the alcoholism, I'm not that bad. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, Dave is a great host. Lauren's amazing. It was good to catch up with some Minna fans bef- the night before and just sort of ease into the weekend. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, the Minna fans are definitely weird online. There's a lot of weird personas people have to keep up. But once you're in person, still weird, but I feel like, you know, good good bunch overall. Yeah. So um, 
Obviously, the day kicked off of the Wilbur at JJ Foley's for most of the Minna fans. Sort of, there was a, a sort of live Minna fandom there, and um, I did post that, by the way. Your your bits, are your bits up somewhere? Did the audio sound okay? Yeah, because I was recording directly into the computer, so it actually sounded fine. Oh wow, okay. Because I was right next to you, I could I could honestly barely hear you. I also have really bad hearing, and also I'm I'm an idiot. I kept speaking into the microphone, like thinking that would be for the audio but now that i think about it a day later there's no correlation between the two yeah no it was you oh did. was it so it was plugged yeah. in yeah yeah okay. it was all, it's all yeah Take, what yeah. was your official lineup what do you mean like who what was the order of what people that came on also i had tim ridgels i tried to get him on before he got too hammered but I it's failed. hard to do man he's oof. like it it was like 3 30 and he was you know 20 tito's in by that stage yeah he's on a different planet i have seen, I had an episode of montante's world that's not gonna get released because he was just so incoherently drunk so he yeah listen good guy i'm uh, also a boozer who came after on after him then i had beyond average mick uh yeah beyond average podcast mick then i had madawaska rob then i had you dave i brought dave up because he was sitting there looking so stupid and he just yeah. had nothing i mean it was a like complete zero um, yeah. Oh well, but but I thought like actually Lauren. I said this yesterday. Lauren had warned me that everyone will just want to talk while you're recording, so I wasn't surprised. Um, yeah, she hit the nail on the head with that one. But it, it is kind of hard to keep talking when it's just so much going on like that. Oh, I, I would have. Mine would have been three minutes because I get distracted easily, and like that would be overwhelming. So the fact that you persevered, how long did it end up being? Twenty five minutes. Look, your goal is like a half hour, or so yeah, you know, not not bad. Who was the the best guest? I mean, there were some great guests. I I loved meeting some hardcore Mena fans. Melissa Gorman, who's always sending in oh. questions. Top Gun, Cat from the VFW. Uh, I'm listing all the women here. Um, Nancy yeah, is a great fan. So Nancy, this lovely woman, comes in and she says she's a big Mena fan, and then she says, "But oh, you blocked me on Twitter," and. So last night when I got back from the Wilbur, I went through and I found Nancy's account and I unblocked her. And I realized I thought she was like sneakers or someone who'd started a burner because there's no, there's no like photo and it's like Nancy. And I was like, okay, this is a fake account. That's usually a, a you're usually right with that. That assumption yeah. is right eight, eight times out of 10. Was she, uh, not an old, was she like a mid 50s, maybe a really good looking young 60s older woman? Absolutely. That was her. She was with her husband, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, when she was walking out, I thought she was like like pushing me out of the way to like leave because I was kind of by the door. And she's like, oh, hey, like uh, big man, fan, like, I, you know, I like your stuff. And I was like, who is this? I just thought she was one of the people just like a average civilian at this bar. I was like taken back when she uh, mm. when she said they So, yeah, she, she was from what little I know about her. She was super nice. So she was super nice. Obviously, you know, met tons of people and Scott and Rachel who brought the sound equipment and and Mick who brought his roadcaster and Nazi Neil. Um, great host. I feel bad calling him that because he's such a nice guy i mean he um, kind of he kind of brought that upon himself no absolutely you two must have hit it off yesterday yeah like i said it, it was awkward pretending we didn't know each other but we pulled it off we're professionals <laughs> not our first uh our first go around with that uh mick this this will make no sense no one's ever looked more like he does online than in person than mick mm. those little, eyes are scary little raccoon eyes cute little kid though he looks like malcolm from malcolm in the middle Yes, he does. Right? It's, you know, it looks like a young Frankie Frank Muniz. Yeah. But he was nice. Yeah, everyone was – even sneakers, like, being like – if you didn't know, if you didn't have the internet and you're just at a bar for one day, like, that guy's nice. And then wait till, like, oh, wait till I tell you about him. <laughs> you know, it was a totally different persona. But 
Yeah. yeah. Good, good time. And like Steve Robinson's Subaru and Steve Robinson's bed and breakfast. Like, I can't remember all the Steve Robinson burners I met. Mm. Um, Robinson's Rules. Rob, yeah, Robinson's Rules. Robinson's B&B. Hadn't met her before. Oh, she's a rocker. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Allison for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone there? Huh? No, my, my cat's about to knock oh, me right. over. I thought your girlfriend was saying, who are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Allison's oh, great. I mean, I mean the... The ladies look good online, but in person, just incredible. George, who is the, who is the most handsome man? Man, or yeah, woman, man. Hmm, good question. There's not a lot to choose from them. Um, <laughs> in the certainly bunches not. There. There's certainly not. Um, I don't know about handsome. I love meeting Nicholas Boyle, who's um a big a big man fan, and he also loves cricket. So he listens to my cricket podcast. So that was bizarre. Like he, yeah. Um, yeah, just, I don't know about handsome man though. Like, it's, it's tough. Yeah, actually, Steve from Providence. I'm not, not going to say he's handsome, but he was ripped. Oh yeah, he's shredded, shredded. Yeah, yeah so, it's it's crazy. Look at that guy. Like, damn, that guy's tough. But then he's just like super, like what, like uh, panicky and stuff. I don't really mm-hmm. know him too well, but like, you know, anxiety and stuff. But yeah, just from yeah, he was put together well. Kevin, yeah. Kevin from Bristol's a handsome. But you could when you hear his stories, you you know, I believe it because he's a little older now. He's still. Good looking guy, the hair looks great. Yeah. Jet black as always, except uh his roots now. I think he's due. He's, he's a little bit gray. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's looking good. Uh, I'd probably do away with the smash mouth uh little facial hair right here, but <laughs> it was good to see. Yeah, it is put it this way, like that's an ugly room. America, as you know, we're an ugly fat country, but the Minifans are somehow fatter and, and uglier than the average American. Yeah, and that's saying something. I mean, I've never seen thicker glasses than on Chris and Methuen. Like the thickest glasses in the world. Have you? Could you believe that? I don't know how he keeps his head up. Yeah, I think he might be blinder than Mike if he took him off. I mean, between him, like I think I looked over my shoulder, I saw him standing next to Peltier. I was like, what a, what a crew. Yeah, it, and John Stewart. I mean, there's another one. I'm upset um, I didn't meet him. He he was great. He came up to me and said, asked me about Adelaide and rattled off some stuff. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, so I thought JJ's was really good because at least, like, what happened after the first and second show was plainly obvious. You need a venue. Like, so we kind of dropped the ball not having an after-party venue locked in. Yeah. Um. So it was good having a before venue locked in, and I thought I think like 50, 80 people turned up. Oh, for sure, and and I think from from past things, uh, they always have the before and after venues picked out, but Boston, you know. Some of these other places, there's only one venue to go to, so it's kind of obvious, right? Mm. Where Boston, you have a thousand different options, so people kind of, you know, scattered. You know, little clicks were forming up. You know, um, I mean, TJ Hubbard was desperate to get to the casino before the first show started. I mean, he was, he was, he was popping bets. Yeah. Also, bit. from from what I heard, uh, the kitchen closed at the casino at six. So between those two, <laughs> he you know, hauled ass over there, but uh, <laughs> he ate out the buffet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I but, thought TJ's was uh, JJ's was a lot of fun, um, and yeah, huge turnout. That that bar would have been empty if not for the Minifans. So I reckon Neil, who brought us there, will be very happy. Popular yeah, I mean, there. I dropped a couple hundred dollars on the bar. I mean, I can't imagine I'm alone there. I mean, they probably, you know, Kirk, you know, if Kirk was never born, they, they lose out on a big day yesterday. So mm. no, definitely good, definitely good venue. And uh, it was my first time really being in Boston, so um, it was good, good, yeah, good clean, you, good clean you, city. Did you hit the booze pretty hard early? How did you travel? Oh, uh, we started drinking at noon. Um, okay. Started drinking vodka and uh, whiskey at noon. 
Um, Dave's the, Dave's an absolute idiot. So he read the boat schedule wrong, the ferry wrong. Um, we got there at 120, and it turns out the boat was 220. But a boat appears at 125. He's confused. I'm confused. We get on it. It was just a boat. We went backwards to go forwards. We were at where we got picked up. We, we were at that stop twice before we got to where we were going. So it should be like a 35-minute boat ride. I was on this boat for two hours and 10 minutes, and he didn't have his ID on him, so he couldn't even drink on the boat. That's crazy. Yeah. It's typical diver. Yeah, he's not um, the most thorough guy. but yeah, Because, like, after the show, Tim Ridgeld, Diver, and Polar were the three drunkest. So I don't know. Diver must have hit it much harder than you because you held it together. I guess uh, yeah, but I, he he drinks maybe like once every three three weeks. Uh, you know, I'm consistent. Practice makes perfect. I work on my craft. I'm doing it right now, actually, um, as we speak. <laughs> um, so, but he'll keep up. But he'll hit a certain point where he'll start to deteriorate, and I just get you know I, I can hold together. It happened here. That's why Alex you know can't stand him. Well, time does heal wounds. But he was like he gets this thing where when I'm getting bad, I'm self aware and I'm like you know time to go home. He powers through and he starts slurring and everything's dragged out and it's That's doing a polar. That's for sure. Was that is that what polar sounded like? Oh yeah, on stage on the second show, wasted. Did Kirk like laugh at it or is he kind of annoyed? You think? I think Kirk laughed because it was it wasn't quite the blind mic situation. He looked a bit annoyed, um, and it, it look it does give ammunition for um, Kirk um, mm-hmm. in the future. Um, <laughs> You know, even someone like Greg Polar can get caught by the Minifan bright lights. Like, you yeah. know, I think Madawaska Rob said he was buying him shots between the shows. So he must have been toasted when he went up there. And he was like, I love the Minifans. It was it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. No, that's funny. But, yeah, there's a couple. No one, no one like, did anything crazy. Like, nothing like, no one, like, puked or made an absolute scene. So, mm. overall, I think it went very, very smooth on that end. Yeah. So I am... Um, I, I went from JJ Follies. I realized I had to drop my bag at the hotel because you couldn't take bags into the Wilbur. So I had to make a quick jet to the hotel, drop my bag, went to the Wilbur. Um, how did you, what did you just wander down from the bar? Oh, to the Wilbur? Yeah. yeah. What are you saying? What, what, you wandered there? down to the Wilbur from the bar. Yeah, so just follow people. Yeah, because I was just along for the ride. I didn't know anything, you know, where I was or anything. Kind of Robinson's rules was, was leading us around. So we drank, walked over, and, uh, Tell you what, cool venue. Mm. You know, there's a place by me called Count Basie Theater. I've seen a bunch of concerts. It's kind of similar to that, but definitely different. You've only been the one, but different vibe than um, Saco. Because even Saki, you have room to roam and stuff. It's different, but it was very, very good. Yeah, I, I, I got to say. So I was walking from my hotel to the Wilbur, and um, you know, about you know, you know, like a block away, it started. You know, people in the bars, manners, like Minna fans, start screaming out at me. Um, and yeah, it was super fun. Like, uh, you know, that before the first show, you know, me, I met like, you know, I don't know, hundreds of Minna fans I'd never mm-hmm. met before. They all knew me. It was great. Bizarre. And you're like, okay, what's your, they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm Kirk's dirty sock. You're like, yeah. Okay. Nice, nice. I was upset that young Minna fans, 25. You don't think that's young enough? No, not at all. I know uh, you like the, the, the young boys. Yeah. Yeah. Like my little Jewish friend in, uh, Miami. <laughs> like him, I asked him to fuck Mary Kill, and the, the you know people thought I should go to prison. Um, yeah, exactly. He's a young man fan; he's like 15 when I asked that. Yeah, that's true. I was <laughs> surprised there were quite a few mid twenties Minna fans that obviously have found Kirk maybe through EI, but a lot yeah. through Bastel, I imagine. And there was a lot of Minna fans there who just aren't on social media. Yes, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, very. 
I mean, I met I met a great Minifan called Ted. I met tons of people who were like they listened to Minifandom. Obviously, you know, that's where all the Minifandom listeners are gonna be the Kirk Minifan show. But I, w- I was kind of blown away, like um, you know, hundreds of selfies. It was it was you know, Kirk would have hated it. So lucky he couldn't oh, see yeah. it. Have I you mean, have you, you ever taken what was have you ever taken the picture without your two fingers in the air or yeah, I did last night. I did that a lot. Did you? Because, well, because I took so many, my arm was getting like sore. Putting <laughs> okay, I believe so it. It's That's hilarious. So I'll never, I'll that. never see that happen again without thanking you. So I appreciate that. Um, but that was my motto for this trip: peace, peace to all the Minifans. fans. Um, so anyway, so we all get sort of herded into the um, into the theater. Where were you sitting for the first show? Oh, oh just in front of me. You were just in front of me. Yeah, in the VIP yeah, yeah, section, like maybe twelve feet away. So, uh, so I'll, I'll tell the story. So, Polar gets a VIP seat from Cullinane. So he's put there was a little VIP section where all the people um, that have helped the show, except I guess me, who's done more content than anyone. But I guess I guess I don't fit into that. Um, Cullinane, um, I shouldn't. I mean, someone gave me a ticket, but anyway, whatever. Cullinane, I, I won't forget. Um, Cullinane, um, you know, had a VIP section and Polar sits down there and it was, I think it was Madawaska Rob there. And I can see Rob leaning in and like, oh man, I'm thinking getting into the business and Polar gets uncomfortable. So he gets up and he moves (laughs) across the row. And that's when, you know, a few minutes later, uh, the lady comes in with you and Bava and sort of taps Greg on the shoulder and says, you're in someone's seat. And, you know, Greg stands up and he's like, I really don't want to go back and sit with Rob and Gig and that whole sad bunch. So If I had known Polar, that pre-story, I would have given up my seat. Yep. Yep. So Polar sort of makes an exit and he sort of hangs around the lighting area where, you know, you're not going to get harassed by Rob. Yeah. Oh, listen, given that crowd, Rob may not be the worst guy to get harassed by. but Oh, Rob's a great guy. I Rob's a Rob. ha- and I'll tell you what, that's probably the answer. He's a handsome looking guy. Yeah. He'll tell I'd you say, if you ask him as well. Uh, I, I believe it. But, yeah, that, that hat is a little much. Um, who was – you know who wasn't there? This is random. Maybe the hat. That lunatic uh, Fitzy wasn't there. Bobby Fitz. Yeah. Which probably is a direct correlation between no, you know, violence you know, or mass deaths occurring. Mm. The fact that guy stayed home. But BioDude – well, sorry. Getting off track. BioDude looks just yeah. as weird as I thought he would. He didn't disappoint. I don't think I met him. Or maybe I did. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's – He's something, but yeah, no, the, the that whole VIP section, I didn't realize. Like, uh, how many how many VIP seats were there? I think there were two hundred or something, weren't there? Damn. So how many? Oh, yeah, it wasn't it, comfortable. It wasn't comfortable. Well, no, it's kind of like um, like not everyone had like a good view. Like you're kind of like you know tilting your neck a little mm. bit in some places. Um, and as a short guy too, I know how good your view was at all times. I was uh, I was lucky. Like um, I had a pretty good view, but. Um, you know, you would, I was, you know, you jammed in between people. The second show I was brought onto the balcony by Gearhead Mike and mm. I had a great seat. That was amazing. Um, did you know the people you were sitting with for the first show? Yeah. So I knew Kirky Walnuts and his friend, but I didn't know the other guys. Um, I couldn't stop staring at the guy with the mask on. <laughs> I, I need that's, I, that's on me. Oh, that like, was, yeah, that wasn't my table, but yeah, there was a few people with masks on, but they're like serious masks. Like how are you having fun right now? That's a me issue. I gotta work on that. <laughs> I respected it. I was like good on them, you know. So yeah, be I safe. I mean, yeah, be safe. <laughs> I mean, I'm like a 95 chance of getting COVID from last. Oh night. yeah, you'll be you'll be you'll be testing positive on your flight home. Yeah, but that's the price you you know that going into it. Absolutely, it was worth you know? every minute of it. That yeah, absolutely. every minute of suffering ahead of me. As well, I don't want to you know run your show or drive it off the course. Are you gonna get to that tweet? 
Which tweet? By uh, Yelp, Yelp boy. What's his name? Which DC. DC. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, of course, the one today where he um, he 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 was um, well, he was saying that we shouldn't have been encouraging Kirk to stand up on the ledge in the second show. I'm Which, sure there's some <laughs> irony in that tweet. Surely. No, I think he's so when he says don't encourage it. So if he was there, would he have like sprung up and saved them? Like what? What does he mean by? Not so, so for those who, who weren't at the second show or not on Twitter, Kirk stood up on like a bit of the balcony where he wasn't allowed to for the to end the second show. And it looked, I was actually, it was right in front of me. I was scared for Kirk. I thought I'm going to see my hero die here. Um, I thought this is going to be incredible. Um, and then the security actually was coming to like tell Kirk to get yeah, down. You can't do that. Yeah. And then um, DEC tweeted out what Mike said, that we shouldn't have been encouraging him. And with his history, that was you know, not good and blah, blah, blah. I mean, what a humorless fuck. And he was in the second show, actually, DEC, because oh, really? Justin did an in-memoriam video mm. and he put up people that Kirk has killed. That's and hilarious. that actually really did well. That I heard, I saw online that people really enjoyed that. Who else is on that uh, that list? Ellie Schnitt, K. Marco, DEC. Um and then they put up like John McAfee dead, you know, just Gilbert Gottfried is a joke. Yeah, oh, because <laughs> um, they've been on the show. Yeah, they, so. they, they're now they're never passed on. That's funny. Yeah, I think I mean we're gonna get to it later. You know, ratings on how everyone did, but um, I, I heard Justin's video did well, which I like. I like Justin. Mm. I thought uh, fucking Robson Robson uh, Steve Robson's video was fucking very funny. Yes, I did too. I and so. For the second Very show, they clever. don't they don't replay the same thing like that video wasn't played okay. for the second show. Okay, so I guess um, so I went to both shows and I'm really glad I did. And we'll get to ratings and stuff, um, you know, which shows better and which shows worse. And I'm going to spread my ratings out over a number of review shows um, to just get the suspense going. Um, but they actually had a lot of original content for each show, so I would say. The original content in the second show was probably 70%. So mm. that's, I think, really good. Like there was only a couple okay. of the same videos. The Julie DeCaro thing was in both shows and uh, okay. Cullinane didn't spoil it in the second show. But, you know, most people had been to the first show, so it was spoiled anyway. Yeah. Um, and they did the Steve bit that was the same, but everything else was kind of different. What was the uh, what was the kind of the original flub? Like the worst, was there any bad original content? It was all like went over well. It went over well. Polar had an original video. Justin had an original video. They did a different uh, man on the street for the second show about Kirk's pants, which I think was better than the one in the first show. They kept asking, you know, these men's pants to people. Um, So that was pretty funny. And they, I think they didn't play your video, but they played Whitney's video where he filmed the pants. Didn't he film the pants? Yeah. Those pants um, are something. Yeah. So I actually am surprised at how much original content there was in both shows. I think, you know, congratulations to them for pulling that off because I thought knowing the way Cullinane pulls things together that we would end up both shows had a lot of the same stuff. Is this where I'm supposed to defend him endlessly or can can, can the other no, guy on the show? Okay, good. No, I'll Red's dead, one. baby. Red's dead. Yeah. Pop, well, I mean, they, had three, they had three years for the, uh, for the content, you know, mm. and – but no, I'm glad they, they pulled it off. Uh, but yeah, maybe I mean, it's because I'm biased to Steve, but I thought his video was fucking funny. It was very clever, wasn't it? He's great. And then him today taking shots at Blind Mike. Just funny. 
I thought Blind Mike did great stand up in both of them. I'm glad he made fun of me in the first show. Um, yeah, he did well. Yeah, so can we get into the ratings now? Or I know you yeah, guys okay. So, so, um, you only went to the first show, so so let's start. So, what do you rate the show out? What do you rate the show out of 10? 8.7, 8.7, which is very good. I think going into it, it'd be like a like a, a probably you know rookie score, but probably like a seven. So, it is well, well above beyond. And when I say 8.7, like what could be better? I don't know, maybe like Dave says, there's no you know, can't give out 10. So, 8.7, very, very, very good. Uh, everything went smoothly. Um, yeah, no, no one really one. fucked up. Yeah, what was so in the first show, Dave did fuck up a few things, like he messed up the Julie DeCaro bit. You know, he he said the punchline first by accident, then he that, didn't play the Dave. video. Yeah, that's Dave. You know, like when I say no one fucked up, you're going into a show kind of like handicap. You know, he's gonna have three, you know, the over and run be three and a half fuck ups. He hit the under, so he did smooth. Uh, Mike yeah. didn't really talk much, I think. Uh, yeah, he he was pretty quiet in the first show. J Rock was supposed to, I think, do a, like a, uh, a thing where he went up and slapped Mike at the end of his stand up, but he messed it up. Yeah, that's on par for for Justin. Yeah, so I'd say the, I mean, like I said, eight point seven, great show. Um, but I think Mike would be the one who I think underwhelmed a little bit. Okay, interesting. He just didn't speak. He was in a tough spot in that first show because he couldn't hear and he can't see. So, that's given tough. that context, yeah, then he. That's a great point. That's it. And you know what? They kept, a lot of them kept saying that, like, uh, you know, can't hear you, can't hear you, can't hear you. And uh, I guess that makes sense because even for, you know, a smaller scale, when I, you know, when me and you talk for five minutes on your show, you're three feet from me. I couldn't fucking hear a thing you were saying. Mm. So that's, that's fair. So taking that into account. Yeah. So maybe. I got to say the sound wasn't great where I was in the VIP section. Like it was good, but it was, wasn't like the second show was much easier for me to hear when I was higher and kind of in the yeah, closer. The acoustics are different. Yeah. But, but you in know, the what? VIP section, it was all the, some of it I missed. What did you like visually better? Do you like being the VIP or are you like being up a little higher, a little further away? And being up higher, being a short man on the balcony was yeah. amazing. Had a great view from the balcony. Gearhead Mike really came through. Um, so yeah, so I look. I'll give mine. What was, the, what was the crowd like? Who had more uh, people? You think in it? The, the first okay, show, or second so show. The second show was pretty empty in the second two levels. It okay. barely half full both levels. Um, so, but it was great energy. It didn't feel empty. I mean, the people that were there were into it. It was going off. Yeah, but you could tell a lot of people just went to the first show. A lot. Yes. Uh, and are, are you going to give out a rating for it? or yeah. I'll give a rating for the show? first show. No, no, I'll give a rating for the first show. So my rating for the first show is 8.1 out of 10. 8.1 out of 10. Um, uh, I mean, I thought Kirk was incredible. I loved his energy. His, his wannabe rock star stuff was um, – he pulled it off. I mean, I knew he would want to try and be the rock – like be Bruce – at points during the night, and I think he pulled it off. Well, yeah, I mean, Kirk, he doesn't give a shit about like he just does. It's the Kirk Minahan show, like, hey, you know, Hunter Biden has this huge story. You want to talk about it? No, then he'll talk about movies for 50 minutes. Kirk does what Kirk wants to do, it's the Kirk Minahan show. So, of course, you know, he loves music and whatnot. Uh, so him doing that was a given. And I, you know, I don't suit like, like that type of music, but it was funny to watch. Like, I was never like, all right, is this done yet? So, he's he got to kind of live out his dream. He's a good singer. He's not a, like yeah. a, a, a vocal talent, but he, he he was like much better singer than me. And like I could do, you think never he do could anything make money? like that. You think you make money like uh 
when he you know finally loses it and you know goes away for a couple months at McLean and comes back, do you think the past time he could be like uh, sing at bars? I don't know about that, but I, I think, right. you know, in, in terms of the Minifan community and I mean, he was good. I mean, like he, he's not awful to listen to, you know, it's, yeah, you know, like I've got a terrible voice. You, you people would be running out of the Wilbur if I started singing. I'm sure it'd be no different to you if you were singing. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. That'd be great to see though in like 20 years. I can see myself if I'm still alive, which is mm. not likely uh, being at uh, a bar, uh, probably like my, my third wife at the time. And, yeah, uh, explaining, so, the, explaining the background story of uh, <laughs> I used to listen to the guy on a podcast. Now he's singing, you know, really bad Bruce. Yeah, you know, for like fifty bucks a night. <laughs> I, I never am, know. Never know. I am. So I rated the show eight point one because you know I have to take into account my mark for the second show and then what I think is the difference between the two shows. So I've got a different maybe barometer to you. Yeah, so uh, what did you go into it thinking? Like, what was like the bar? Yeah, what was the barometer? Like, this is this is what I expect. So, just the show itself was ex- pretty much exactly what I expected. So, you expected an eight point one, or no? Just the show itself. I expected some, you know, video, some music, uh, you know, a few laughs in between, um, you know, calling Dale, blah blah blah. Um, so, how wrong yeah. was Dave on that? By the way, what was that? How wrong was Dave on that, by the way? Yeah, so Dave from Hull was saying that he didn't like the call Dale bit, but I thought that was great. I thought it, it got the crowd going. Everyone was into it. I was, it was funny. Dave, I mean, I, I can't say – there's a stereotype about a certain type of people at movie theaters that they're, they talk too much and they're too loud. I won't mm. fully say it out because, you know, I would play into the persona that, I, you know, I might be a little off color. But Dave's that times 10. He was so fucking loud. They started doing that. He was, like, booing. I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he was not surprised he was like very opposed to it but i think it was hilarious and the fact that the guy answered i know it was and great the whole crowd gave it to him i mean hilarious. it was a great moment what a bad what a bad take by dave mm. say that, what, did that you, was... what did you think of the crowd energy in the first show because i thought they were up for it oh for sure i mean i'd say you know 60 percent of the audience is already you know greased up yeah uh, boozing a little bit i mean there's been anticipation for the show for going over two years um it was exactly what I expected. You know, it, it was, it was, so I'm not a big Broadway guy. So I guess it's, I've never really seen like, it's almost a play in a way. Mm. So I only really go to sporting events. You're not um, a theater guy. Is that surprising? Yeah. I'm surprised. Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do like Hamilton. Um, I, I try to see I that as frequently as politics really. Resonate yeah, with you. Ab- absolutely. Uh, I usually, you know, if I can't fall asleep, I don't count sheep. I, uh, I wrap the lines by, uh, whatever that guy's name is. Um, so it was I only been to sporting events to really bounce it off of or trying to think in my brain, but it was kind of similar. Like the you know, the, the crowd like was reacting to it. The crowd was definitely a part, kind of like similar to sports. I don't know, it was definitely cool. It, it, you know, the idea of hearing a podcast in person sounds weird until you're there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm glad they didn't just do like a a, a sit-down podcast type thing. I think they they played it right. Yeah, um, you know, so you know, Kirk. What did you think when Kirk came out on the um, the cross? When oh, he was he's, out? A, he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, that was <laughs> what so the good. fuck? Like, what a lunatic this guy is! But for whatever reason, it worked. Kirk was in very tan. I noticed mm. he would get Portnoy a run for his money with his tan. I was taken back by that. I'm quite tan. This there's been a lot of sunny weather the last two weeks, and Kirk, you know, he's been out and about probably. Running? Are you you're, you're sneezing already? Yeah, I'm about to sneeze. The COVID's oh, coming on already. Yeah, well, my symptoms haven't kicked in yet. Maybe, maybe by tomorrow. But um, 
Yeah, no, it, Kirk. Kirk is a he's a fucking performer. He, you mm. know, the so highlights he, from the first show. Um, uh, I, I thought it was wild when he brought the mancock kid up to read that vulgar poem. That you know, that poor kid would have been asking his dad in the car on the way home, "What did that mean, Daddy?" Yeah, that was that was something. But that's what makes you know the show the show. That was mm. uh. By the way, kid looks like he's doing good. Tall kid. Well, he was a tall, spry yeah, young lad. Yeah, that wasn't the sick one, was it? I think it was. Oh, okay, good. Glad you he's know. doing well. Glad the, all yeah, the money so went somewhere. That he so that kid didn't do that the second show. Like that's something no. that didn't cross over to the no, second. Justin show. did a different one the second show. Okay, so as that kid got better, Justin's in the decline. I mm. do believe Justin is slowly dying. He also Kirk brought up Kirk brought up John Stewart in the second show to give him a pair of those linen pants and said, "Please yeah. take these." And and John said, "I don't want them." Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he said, I don't oh, want that's them. That's awesome. And you know that's not <laughs> so like a part of the shtick. That's just John being John. Exactly. That's fucking hilarious. Um, first show. What what else was good? Um, well, there was the video with Big Cat and and Clemmer, um, coming up from under the table. See, they didn't play that in the second. Yeah, show. yeah. When, when he like wiped off his mouth and giving the uh, implication that he was blowing Big Cat. That yeah. was funny. That was um, very good. That was. I think that's one of the more underreported stories in KMS, uh, or not even KMS Barstool. The fact that Dan grew up in Massachusetts and is like the the so called Chicago guy, whatever. But I just think that's apparently it's an old story. I just don't get it. No, apparently it's an old story. No, leave it in. I don't. I mean, why does nobody uh, care about that? He's Mister Chicago, but he lived in Chicago for a cup of coffee. I think you can embrace a culture. Like I'm obviously Australian, but um, you can embrace another culture. But I, I think it's funny that he's. You know, a Chicago guy who's from Boston. Yeah, just you. You have no idea. Uh, you know, if those that thing didn't you know, didn't come out. Um, but yeah, no, that that video was uh, funny. And so you're not going to talk about Clemmer in the the second show for people that weren't there. Or yeah, absolutely. So um, Clemmer, I saw Clemmer beforehand. Um, update on the Ethan watch. Ethan was sick, so he was not there. So I am. Brokenhearted, I will. I will go back to Australia, having not been on the main show or have met Ethan. So, mm. ultimately, a failed trip. Jeez, that's what that's what concluded, <laughs> I'm it, huh? I'm <laughs> but I didn't meet Ethan. I, I good to see Chris, um, skinniest guy in the world. Um, I mean, if they if they if they need extras for Holocaust movies, he's in. Yeah, <laughs> he's a shoo-in. Absolutely. Yeah, what, put a bit of, a bit of what, talcum powder on him, and he's away. What's more visually unhealthy, if you didn't know either of us, me being 5'10", 240, or Chris being 6'3", 110? Absolutely, Chris. Absolutely. Okay. I, yeah. I actually agree. Yeah, I mean, if on a windy day, I, I'm, He's gone. You, you might need to time down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so, he, so, well, so Clem, I saw Clemmer outside, and then I, I can't – I mean, you know, I'm coming into the Wilbur for the second show, and I see Clemmer coming from out backstage. Yeah. And – Kirk in the second show just gave it to Clem. I said, you know, you're fucking stealing my thunder, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I'm glad Kirk didn't see me in like 200 selfies beforehand. Um, oof. Oof. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so, and, you know, I'm sure for Barstool it's good content Clemmer going. Like, that's of what course. I was thinking now. Like, now that Clemmer's an enemy of Kirk, like, Barstool can use him. Yeah, well, he probably asked, you know, whoever is, you know, bouncing ideas off of content. Hey, Big Cat, should I race the third employee or should I go to the live show? What's better content? Like, mm. 
anything but racing people. Go, just go away. So, yeah. what is it? was just all scenes cameraman there, apparently, Nick or something. I, was... I did see him. Yeah, he was kind of like uh, next to the stage, next to uh, Mike and Justin. I think I did recognize him. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be something for that. Mm. Uh, and people but... were booing Clemmer. And, you know, he got a lot of shit in the second show. And then he just exited straight away. Do you and think they... he was surprised by that? Do you think he was ex- expecting a warm ovation? I don't know. I think he's expecting at some point Kirk to soften, but it hasn't come yet. That's for sure. And I don't think Kirk was actually happy Clemmer was there. Uh, I've heard something uh, that would confirm that. Um, I wasn't there, so I can't speculate. Uh, yeah, but I heard there's a little backstage dust up. So who yeah. knows? I mean, I can imagine, you know, maybe Carl says, oh, Chris, come come, come and say day," And Kirk just says, fuck off. I don't want you here. <laughs> Yeah, which which is uh, which is I had a little dust up too with Clem the other day about you know now he's now he's at Barcelona so trying to give out gambling advice and it's like shut up. You're not happy with that, are you? No, it's just it's lazy, you know. And there's ways he could do gambling. Like I gave him this idea, which is which is brilliant. I mean, the, this is the genesis of what it is that no one really cares about. But so he's given out two. Do you gamble? If I talk gambling with you, you know what the hell I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he'll take two favorites and he'll combine them in a parlay, so both have the hit to win. Yeah. And it'll be around even money. Um, and he gives these out. And there, you can go online. You can find 6,000 people. Uh, within five minutes, they're doing the exact same thing. It's not original. Um, he's not a real gambler. So take your weird brain that got you to Barstool. Take your weird looks. Do If there's a primetime game on a Sunday night, say 8 o'clock, Red Sox-Yankees, at 6.30, go live on Bar- Barstool streams. Use your little baseball simulator. Uh, simulate the game. And then you could bet off that. You could do a Chris Clemmer, you know, stream parlay. The Clemmer bet. The Clemmer yeah, bet. the Clemmer bet where, you you know, if someone hits a home run in the game, put that in there. If the Red Sox win by three, you could do a reverse run line, which means it's a different spread. And it could be – those pay out huge. So it could be like $10. would honestly give you back like four or 500 bucks. So obviously what he doesn't realize is that's interesting. That's unique. He'd be the only one doing that. And he's like, oh, but I don't want to waste people's money. And that – means he thinks people are following his bets to win money i got news for you buddy they're not so be unique and it would be i think it'd be super funny and actually entertaining because no one else is doing that and he just poo-pooed the idea i'm trying to make people money all right man whatever so um kirk dropped a a line in the second show uh portnoy's always messing already messaged me saying he regrets the hire, um, <laughs> which I can actually imagine Portnoy doing that as just a joke as well. Like reading that first blog and just, um, you know, writing Kirk, are oh, you right? Buddy. How was his blog? I didn't read it. I'm not a big reader. I don't know. That might surprise you. Uh, I read it cause it was his first one. It was about like when he got chucked out of idol, him going to Utah and drinking and the fact that it's, you know, different oh. there cause of the Mormons, the drinking laws. So, you know, it, it was fine. It was if we're rating it out of ten, it was you know a four point yeah. eight at best. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, he he's really leaning into that uh, fastest man and drinker thing, huh? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Mike was saying he thinks Kirk joking about it has made Chris embrace it, but I actually think no. Chris was always an alcoholic. Kirk picked up on it, and that's all. Like I think that. I don't think that's fake. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, because if he's not an alcoholic, like, I'm honest about it. I'm not, it's not a shtick. I'm being very genuine. Um, maybe we too know. Honest don't worry. We know. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, very honest about it. But him, if he's not an alcoholic, I can't explain 
his appearance. Mm. I, you know, like how yeah, could absolutely. you? Like, so there's no way yeah. to spin it. Like, yeah, yeah, Holocaust again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I like Chris. I, I think he. There's a lot so of dead I. weight. There's a lot of dead weight at Barstool. A lot of dead weight. Um, so the fact, as long as you put up a couple blogs and you know put up some videos, you're already doing more than eighty percent of the employees. He could um, grow into it. He's a smart yeah, guy. He for for sure. Could. I just don't get if you're Portnoy, you got this, you know, good looking Colombian girl. You're in South Beach. How does Clemmer translate to South Beach, Miami? Mm. I don't. I can I don't keep know. doing well in like Barstool, Chicago, you know, with those guys. But Miami, I don't see Clemmer in Miami, but hey, Godspeed. I think it's what Kirk said. He'll just look weird in photos, and that's what Portnoy wants. How long can you do that? Portnoy got shredded, though. There were two lines. Who was it? Uh, the, the first line was Steve yes. Robinson killed him Hilarious. in his video. And there was that's another cool. one in the second show where Portnoy got fucked over as well. I can't remember what it was. Um, but he's he's got thick skin. So Portnoy, first, first off, I won't even get back to him, so he doesn't care. Um, do you think if if if, Rob, if Steve Robinson reached out to, to Dave on the side, say, listen, like, you know, my little expedition is coming to an end. Uh, so, so big news, big news. What is this? Big news. Kirk said Steve Robinson will be a big part of the show moving forward. What? Yes. So I think Steve Robinson might be coming back for case stuff or in a, in a different position. Uh, I think Kirk's going to find a role for him, basically. Oh, okay. Because Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you think if he reached out to Portnoy on the side and said, hey, you know, can I get a job at Barstool? Do you think he'd give it to him? No, no, not Portnoy hates him. Portnoy hates him. Yeah, but he hates a lot of his employees. If they do good work and they're good for content, I think he would give him. I think he'd throw him a bone. Mm, I mean, you got to say if they're hiring Chris Clemmer, I mean, you got to think. I mean, the problem is Robinson's politics do not gel with most of Barstool. Ninety-five outside of you know, yeah. The two the two conservatives at Barstool are Jack Mack and Frank the Tank. Yep, and, and, <laughs> so, and Portnoy pretends, um, but he's a. He's a closet liberal. We know that. He is. He, he, that was such a weird week or a weird day two weeks ago when I saw my worlds colliding. You know, my podcast I was to listen to, you know, there's abortion take and they're just, it was very awkward. I hated seeing it. Yeah. Not, not good. <laughs> and if you're in Portnoy, like the left already hates you for a monetary thing, like don't piss off the right, but hey, he's being honest. So you can't fault him for being him. Mm. I know you're, you're pro life, but. Surely last night was a good ad for abortions. I mean, oh, absolutely. That crowd. I mean, there was a lot of people who. Yeah, it looked like there's actually a couple of failed abortion survivors from, there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you know, Peltz. Peltz was born from what I know. He was born six months early and uh, survived two abortions, but he's still kicking. So maybe he's a case for pro life. Uh, yeah, a, lot was, of, a lot of mini fandom listeners look look like they've been dropped on their heads. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, just missed the abortion bucket kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. Do you? Do you? Uh, how much more do you have? What do you mean? Because uh, my you... drink just my drink just ran out. We can get another drink if you want. Well, yeah. you want to you want to keep going or you want to? Yeah, I want to keep going, but I'm thirsty. Right, we'll get a drink. Go and get a drink. I'll fill. I'll, I'll do right it back here. Um. So I guess for those um wondering what happens sort of between shows and after shows um like between shows we everyone just sort of hung out on the street. And then there were people. Most people were going to the second show. The hardcore fans, the, the dedicated fans, but then. You know, the ones that were just going to the first show, like Mike, who just wanted to get back and drink uh, more alcohol, they sort of went to the bars and and then again, so sort of everyone hang, hung out outside the Wilbur. And again, it was 
you know, it was it was it was amazing how many great fans of of this podcast and the KMS show were coming up and meeting me and asking pictures. I mean, it, it was just a beautiful feeling. And then afterwards, we kind of hung out out the front eating pizza, and Kirk came down and got a slice of New York pizza. Yeah, we, I was just saying we saw Kirk in the pizza shop um, afterwards um, while we were all hanging out there, and he was like, he stopped for a second and said. You know, did we enjoy it? And we all sort of looked at him blankly. And then whoop. Um, he was out of there as quick as he could. I didn't see him go in. I just saw him leave. Mm. Yeah, but that, Allison, that was... Allison, Allison went in and started talking to him. And can you imagine how relieved he was that the one Minifan that did it was, you know, the lovely Allison, not some freak show. I mean, there were some guys there whose eyes were meeting in the middle. Um, you know, it, it was a wild scene. Yeah, I mean... If I don't believe talking behind people's backs, so let's just address it that you're talking about Sheldon. Yes, and Ted, and not Ted Sellers, another Ted. I mean, look, there's a whole lot of them, but that, I, I checked something off them. my uh, bucket list in life. I got to lift Ted into his car with his father, so that, that was check that off for me. That was fun. <laughs> he's a hefty little fella. Did you? He's a, I'm so so. <laughs> I'm so glad Ted Sellers came to JJ Foley's in the show. I mean, he, I love him, and oh, he's fantastic. I mean, wild, like how small he is like yeah um and but just the, the best guy his dad seemed great i mean his dad's unbelievable you get why ted is the way he is mm. you know to have that outlook on life is a like you know i, I would have killed i mean that's mean to say i would off myself a long time ago if i even you know had a, a one-third of the problems he does um but the, he's just such a good positive attitude at all times but you talk to his father and you get it his dad's yeah. fucking great yeah great so guy um, so really beautiful. Um, I was just saying, yeah, so we sort of hung, everyone sort of hung out after the second show just on the street and then everyone just went. Everyone sort of, by that stage, it was like one, um, you know, people were trashed, people were tired. Yeah, it was 11.45 uh, and I was like, man, we got to get like, Dave, like, we got to go. I was like, you can go, I'm staying. I was like, it's probably in your best interest to leave too. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to ruin a good night by uh, overstaying your welcome and getting sloppy. But yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no, great, great time. Uh, Mayo and I then walked um, sort of romantically through Boston, just reminiscing about the show and meeting all the different Minna fans. And um, I saw, I saw actually, um, Kirking Off guys recorded a podcast on the way home in the car. I did they to it briefly? Yeah, about twenty minutes. I sort of wasn't concentrating. I listened to it again, but it was um, Buddy, who was as boring in person as he is on his show. Yeah, he's consistent. Yeah. I mean, he, he said he was really high, um, but he's consistent. I don't think there's much personality there. No, there, there definitely may not be. Uh, speaking of personality, I, I'm infatuated. There's certain people that I just, I could just study all day and just be interested in them. Andrew Augustus is on the list for me. What a, <laughs> what a character. I got, he's great. He, I think he was either his friend or a relative who I got really angry about politics and he started screaming. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> But Augustus, man, he just has a look to him, doesn't he? Yeah, he was he, – he's a bit of a weird guy, you know. He's you think? a bit awkward. He's, he, I mean, I'd met him – But he's super nice. Yeah, there were, everyone was nice. I didn't meet – not one person gave me any shit. Like, um, maybe I think actually one person at the end, like right at the end at like one in the morning went like, fuck manners or something. It's a joke. Who, oh, um, okay. It's a joke. Like just some random guy walking yeah, past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no one said anything to me. Everyone was, like, you know, wanted photos and, you know, autographs and all sorts of stuff. It was just No, incredible. no, no. Did someone really ask for an autograph? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm okay. I got, I, I got Andrew Augusta's autograph. 
as a joke. Um, he's, he's a superstar, but if someone asked Menace for an autograph, you just gotta you know reevaluate at that yeah. point. Geek and Tony turning up was good. Um yeah, you're right. Augustus is a strange dude. Um his just appearance is just it, it takes you back. Mm. You know? And then that well, maybe it is. I'll tell you what though. If I walk past Augustus, I might not think anything of it if I didn't know him. That picture of him in the boots is just etched in my brain. Which You've one? never seen like him like the, the cowboy boots? No. Holy shit. I'll get it for you. It is. Send it to me. It's like uh the Dukes of Hazard, but Andrew Augustus, mm. it's you'll never unsee it. Actually, no, I'm yeah. not gonna send it to you. You don't want to your life will be better. Pretend we never discussed that. Um, um but yeah, he's he's certainly nice. Who who do you think could he be a thing to uh replace Red? Augustus, he has absolutely the uh... not. absolutely not. We recorded <laughs> once and quick. no, no, he's just we didn't gel, he's not my kind of guy on like I actually think we're kind of a bit similar in some ways, so we don't we don't really buddy. gel. Buddy. No way. I mean, I'd rather not do a show. I'd rather do a show with a, a you'd rather retire it? Yeah, I'd rather, rather just you know put like a something yeah. mute next to me. What the people are gonna want to see, and it's gonna, you know, it's kind of like Palestine and Israel. You guys are not always on the same page, uh, but you're always right next to each other. What about Visionless David? No, he's out. I've moved on from him. Um he's just he's just too toxic. He's you think you know he he's, he's he just tries to be funny, but he's not. He, he hates the show. I mean, that awful interview he did with Sneakers was just just jaw droppingly bad. Um, he's just such a little whinger. It just look, I'm looking for a new era. The, the, my time with Red was magical. I think we were incredible. I had so many people coming up last night asking, you know, where he was, if he was okay. Um, so the, the fans love him. He'll be missed. All right, so if I'm putting down a you know a gambling line on this, is be be honest. If there are two things, um, red different host or anybody else or red, what's the play here? Can red? St- I think red might be what 50-50 for coming back, being united. No, no, after- no, 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 no. This is this is a he's real. He's out. He's out. Out. I mean, it was he quit the show. He said it's nothing to do with me. He loves me. It's it's a work thing. It's a personal thing. That's I sad. mean, he literally had tickets to the Wilbur and couldn't come. So whatever's going on, I yeah. know I made jokes that, you know, I hope he's dead or I hope it's serious. Obviously, I, I hope he's okay and I hope his family's okay. Um, he's had yeah. a really tough year. So uh, he's yeah. gone. And you can't sort of, you know, you can't live in hope, Mike. That's the worst, you know. Mm. It's like, you know, you've just got to, I've just got to accept it. It's like I've got to accept like I'm, you know, I'm not going to see the middle ladies again. Like it's heartbreaking. You think it's your last time uh, in the states? I don't think it's the last time in my the states, but this type of trip for 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 the Kirk Live Show. Yeah, I mean, if Kirk yeah. announces tomorrow, uh, uh, let's say August 15, twenty twenty three, he's doing a live show in uh, New York that. City. Are you going? No, I, I mean it's hard when you got a wife and kids to get this kind of time away and. Yeah, I don't think I could do it again. Um, I mean, who knows? I'll never say never, but it's yeah. It, it was this was a rare sort of confluence of circumstances that meant I could come. Do you regret? Uh, like today's like just like a dead day. Today's a dull day. Do you mm. kind of wish you were kind of just sleep on an airplane right now, heading back to? Uh... No, 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 absolutely not. Because I'm exhausted, so I wouldn't want to be flying today. Um, I mean, what, what are you? That makes no sense. I feel like if you're tired, what a better place to be than on a fucking airplane? You're not, not moving. For, for not for twenty hours. hours we not for twenty hours. We can't sleep. No, I, I guess. Yeah, like, no, that's no, said because I'm going to do some reviews. I've got to. I've got to do a lot of stuff for my family, like shopping and 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 stuff like that. And then I fly Tuesday. It's perfect. 
Yeah. So you imagine be back how sad I'd be, be on now on a plane, just, you know, squashed in economy next to some shitty kid, you know, no internet, just, you know, crying about saying goodbye to all the Minute fans. Yeah, I guess you kind of need to stay to reflect and do what you're doing. So well, that that makes sense. But, yeah, the fact that it's – I mean, I think um, that's probably the last Kirk live show that's ever going to be done, realistically wow, speaking. Be cool. I, Could in be the wrong. second show, they said they want to do more. I think now that they've got the taste of that sweet cash they can make out of it. Um, but yeah. I, do, I mean, the two shows in the, the same night was a mistake. I, I'm, I, I know both shows are great, and I'm glad they did it. But So what do you think would be better, like uh, Friday, Saturday, back-to-back? Absolutely. Because back? I think I then think a lot of people would have come. It would have been a big, bigger crossover. Yeah. It would, both would have been sold out. Yeah, I think so. That makes it, it was late for a lot of people, yeah, especially if you live two hours outside or six. Yeah, like you, you know, you, the second show, you know, you got to head back the next day or later that night. The, the second yeah. show is a tough one. A um, couple more things. Uh, for well, what do you, I, I want to rate each person's performance. I'm going to give Mike, so let's start with Kirk. I'm just giving him an A. Plus. He carried the show, he, he was phenomenal. Uh, a plus for Kirk. What do you give Kirk? Well, you reached out to me and said we'd be doing this, and you said one to ten. Then you give me an A plus. Okay, very good, very consistent. No, I said, I said, I need no, your you mark out of ten for the show and a letter grade for each member of the show. Oh, did you? Okay, I, I, I digress. Okay, you're right. You're right. Um, my apologies. Uh, I would give Kirk an A, an A, an A. Blind, blind Mike, a C minus. Wow. Okay. Well, I didn't take into account. You made a good point that he's not blind and could have been deaf because he couldn't hear anything. That, that is very tough. He just looked out of place and awkward, like he didn't want to be there. Um, but which makes sense if you take into account that he can't see or hear. Um, <laughs> Colonine B minus. Uh, Justin wasn't asked to do much. He's pretty much asked to kind of follow Kirk around when he would get up and run around like a psychopath. So, what did you uh, give Justin? B B or okay. straight up B. So he, he was ex- exceptional in the second show, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Justin, you know, the the what was asked of him was not high, but yeah. for what few things he had to do, I think he did well. Um, and maybe my expectations for for Mike were higher, which you know, when he doesn't do much, the expectations are higher, so his grade comes down. But no, everyone, everyone passed. No one got held back. Cullinane for the first show, yeah, everything worked. I mean, he had a couple flubs, but the, like I said, the over under for flubs was three and a half. He hit the under. It was okay. I mean, Colony was good. What what's his mark out of what's his letter grade? Uh, B minus. Okay, because I so for the first show, I'm giving you know, Kirk an A plus. Um, I'm giving Mike a B plus. I'm giving Justin a C. I'm giving Cullinane a C. I'm giving the band No Exit Four an A. I thought they were great. Sounded oh, they're great. fantastic. Yeah. They were they were um, awesome. Um, Steve's a lot of guy going up there was was. Oh, so, it's just weird to see someone you don't know what they look like. He was fucking incredible. That was one yeah. of the highlights of the first show when he first got up. So he got a reaction, huh? Yeah, because in the second show, you know, sixty percent of the audience had been at the first show, so there wasn't that just natural enthusiasm. Yeah. Even though he got a great reception, but in the first show when he first got up there and he nailed it, like actually, Cullinane's put out a video which. Doesn't sound as good as he sounded in person. Like I, I don't think when Kyle was recording, he got the band as well. Any whatever. Um, anyway, it was just he sounded amazing. Yeah, and just just seeing him, you know, you hear that guy for so long, and you're like, oh, what the fuck does he look like? And you see him, like, oh, didn't guess that. But he was, uh, 
no, he he was great and good good for good on him for agreeing to do that. And a lot of these people want to stay anonymous. He had no reason he had to do that, but the fact that he put his little you know put his face out there, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so look, we've almost gone an hour, Mike. So I guess we'll wrap this up pretty soon. But just a just a you know, I mean, predictively, you know, the Winges were you know complaining after the first show. Yeah, you know. Well, that's what I don't get. Like, even like leaving, like, there's you know, the, the average people, like, uh, everyone for the most part, I think, was like satisfied, but some people, are, like, I don't know, not great. And it's like, look at them. Like, you probably haven't been entertaining for more than cumulative in your whole life 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like, what did you, what did you, what would you, what have made you happy? What would you come in here and leave and go, hey, that was great? Like, what would have to happen? Mm. You know, so there's, you can't please everybody. So I think it was great. I mean, like I said, it was a great experience overall. Um, good show. But yeah, you always have these these dinks. Oh, you know, the show's not the same. And it's I love, not. Bef- it's I love beforehand when the first show, everyone was queuing up. And these these normal women were just walking um, past the Wilbur. And they sort of looked across and said, wow, there's no women going into this show, is there? No, no, there's not. Yeah, I mean, I mean there were some women in there. So there was obviously the, the ratios were probably, what, like 90, 10? Yeah, yeah, I would say maybe seven to ten percent women. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and the yeah. majority of those women probably got dragged there by their husbands. Yeah. They're probably yeah. what the fuck is going on? I mean, Kirk, Kirk running through the, the through the Wilbur like what a he's he's just built different. What a psychopath! Mm, absolutely, just sprinting yeah. around, seeing like what is going on. And the thing is, if you look down or look away for a second and talk to someone, you look over, Kirk would whiz by you. You could feel the breeze, but what the <laughs> fuck? And Justin, you know, waddling Waddly around him with his fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It was definitely interesting. It looked, uh, I was not there, but it looked about 4,000 times more better than the, uh, more better, not great English, than the uh, golf show that Riggs does. Oh, absolutely. There's I've seen a couple still atmosphere. images from that thing. Oh, my God. I've seen funeral homes with more life than, yeah, than that small uh, show. Absolutely. I mean, good God. But uh, yeah, no, very good. What are the gossip? I mean, I saw Jay wandering around the second show being an arsehole. Like, you know, had a balcony seat and he was trying to get in another level. And they are kept you serious? Him out. Yeah, he's just a doofus. Um, oh my god! The the uh, the uh, the people checking the tickets there didn't take uh, what was it EB, EBT cards? EBD cards? No, a little, no, little welfare joke, but I probably yeah. botched. What what is it called? EBD? I don't know. I'm not I'm not on welfare or yeah, American. True, yeah, so. yeah, you're a socialist, so you get everything for free. But he uh, he. He was, I mean, he was, J.J. Foley's is really good. And I was like, oh, this is great. Jay's not here. But you knew it was a matter of time. And he walked in. I had a couple people like, hey, man, just a heads up, like, Jay's here. I was like, All right. Yeah. I met the tallest Minna fan. Did you see the photo of me with, like, tall Minna fan? And this guy is literally, like, seven foot. So there's a photo of me with this guy. And, like, you know, you can barely get me in the frame with this guy. It's so funny. Is your head, wallet like, lined up with his willy? Pretty much, yeah. It was standing by job material. <laughs> oh, there um, you go. I was in a good mood last night. He might have got lucky. Yeah, listen, um, he, he passed up uh, the opportunity. A lot of Minna fans said um, I wasn't as short as they expected. That's so what I that's, said. That's brilliant. I pulled that off. Yeah, because put it, I mean, you see, the photos were pretty wild when he first arrived in the States. The video that Wrinkles put out there, when, uh, one of the very few moments when he's coherent. Um, <laughs> was not a good look for you. You looked tiny. So when you showed up to Dave's house, pretty much anything over 
three feet tall, I'd be like, oh, wow, he's not as short as I thought he was. I thought you really would be like a, an absolute freak show. So when you mm-hmm. walked in and you're only like four inches short, like five inches shorter than me, I was like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. And, and John Stewart, Stewart rated me 9.5. So. Yeah, that's a good rating. Yeah. No, yeah, you were definitely not as short as I, you know, I thought, but uh, more attractive yeah. as well in person. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I get it. And like I said, I'm a rough 30 and you're like, yeah, I don't know, what are you, 42 or something? 45. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah. no, I mean, it, it all makes sense. I, yeah. you know, I was like, how's this guy married or whatnot? And then I see him in person. Well, oh, I get it, you know. Yeah, it was magic. I'll tell you though. what, you gave a little, I don't want to speak off, uh, speak out of school here. You're trying to get out of the diner business. Oh, the cafe business. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to sell it. Uh, I mean, I've been trying, you're always trying to sell a business, you know, you know, you know, sales, the right price comes along as anything. That's sale. it. But there's a difference between uh, being blown away from a price that comes out of left field and then actively seeking a price that will blow you away. You're, yeah. you're, you're in the ladder there. You're looking to get out. Yeah, slowly. But I mean, I've got my podcast production business, so um, I've got a lot cooking, Mike. I'm a, I'm a busy man. I've got many irons in the fire. Many, many. Um, yeah. Minute fandom's one of them. God, but yeah, I mean, just thanks everybody for last night that came up and said hello. I'll be doing lots of these review shows. I've got more people lined up. The Minna Ladies are tomorrow night, um, so looking forward to doing that one and some other Minna fans in between. Because um, I mean, lots to talk about, and everyone will have their own view of you know who they saw and um, anything. Anything else stand out you want to throw in there before? No, we I think start? I think it's funny. Like uh, Mima, who like just does Adderall, doesn't eat. Um, was just hammered, and I was like, "What do you think about the show?" I, was like, I don't remember a second bit. Like, oh, that's good. So, yeah, he couldn't like look at me straight. He was, <laughs> he was one of the few. He's another just, short fella. Yes, he was just like, he was another one. I thought, what did he like? Not enough, get enough oxygen when he was born or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's something like that with him. Me, by the way, Lauren Lynn, she, she would drop what she's doing and go meet up with me for one night from my brief understanding with those two. So oh, that's awful to hear. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I don't want to ruin your night, it. but uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I had a couple other, couple other things um, that completely just left my brain. Once I talked about uh Mima and not remembering a thing, because I thought that was like crazy. Although I've been to sporting events like that where it happens, but um, no, that's that. The thought just left my brain just like that. It was Gone. great. I mean, a great night, great night for the Minna fans. Well, Mike, thanks for coming on Minna Fandom. I mean, I have loved meeting all the Minna fans. It's great to meet you. Um, you know, you were a psychopath, but I think you're a lovable Thank psychopath. You. I, I mean and well. I, Life's all about intentions. Yeah. And, as long as you mean well. You know, Australians aren't, like, as politicized as Americans, you know. It's not all about are you left or are you right in Australia. We're more, fuck it, let's just go to the beach. That's why our politics are very boring, you know. We just... Very the middle, parliament's middle interesting. The, the parliament, the screaming, I always find funny when I see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's but, funny. When you grow up, you think in America is a stereotype. And, you know, stereotypes, whatever. You think Australians are like these big, tall, masculine men. And mm-hmm. you grow up and you're 30 and you, you find out that it's 5'1 and are funny. <laughs> That's all. You know, life comes at you fast. So the last thing I'm I actually ma- say, it came back to me. I'm masculine. Okay, yeah. A little bit. I mean, you didn't wear a mask last night, like the freak you're sitting next to. So I'll give you, I'll give you that at the very least. I mean, I was staring at this guy. What, so that's that's more <laughs> that's more on me than it is on him. Uh, I got a be few of them. I that. saw a couple. A lady with. I a couldn't mask stop on. looking at this guy though. Like when people were clapping, I'd like turned like, "How's he clapping? How's he having fun right now?" But um, so as someone who's a little more progressive, uh, you know, per se, put your money where your mouth is, buddy. Have a female as your next uh, co-host. 
I would love to. I don't know if I could get a regular female. I mean, actually, I've met them all now, but, I mean, you know, I would talk to Lauren every night without question and every morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would love to have Make a it female. happen. Who would be? Who would be if you know they would all say yes, which is a dangerous thing to the phrase to you. Um, they would all say yes. Who would you? Who do you think would be the most entertaining and easy to to do a podcast with? I think Lauren, obviously, because we have like a good um, rapport between the two of us. I think the more we did together um, on air, mm-hmm. the better it'd get. Um, yeah, and off air as well. So who'd be the, the backup? Because I knew Lauren was the only answer you'd say. I think yeah, Allison was great last night. B and B was great, but you know B and B's got terrible internets because she lives in like uh, in the middle of nowhere. So I don't know how the recording's going to go tomorrow, um, and so I don't know how long I could deal with that. Um, but you know, I mean, I met tons of you know top guys. They're all great. Um, yeah, I just don't know which of them would be keen um, to do it. Uh, Melissa Gorman's a big fan of the show. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Melissa Gorman, she, her uh, avatar on Twitter is the cartoon. It, I as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Oh, it's Melissa Gorman." I've never seen an avatar look more like it a does human look being like than, it. I, it, which is weird to say and hard to explain to someone. But I've seen that like just periodically across my timeline, and then I like, walked across her in person. I was like, "Oh, it's weird. That I know who that person is from a drawing, essentially." Mm. You know, a graphic, but Menors, it was it was a blast. It was good to finally meet you. Great weekend. Uh, glad to be home. Yeah, what, um, do you, what, do you, what do you say to all, all of the Mina fans that weren't there? Because I've obviously been the FOMO side of it a lot. But, you know, Ned, Latino Kirk, who spent $6,500, and we all lucked <laughs> out the fact that he couldn't come. Uh, you know, all the GVE fuckers that, um, you know, they can spend every night doing meeting in the mines, but they can't come to the Wilbur. What sad existence they have. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you say to all the people that didn't make it? I mean, you, you're missing out. If you're going to dedicate, uh, you know, podcasts are a part of everyday life and, uh, you know, the current, they're kind of taking over for the radio. So if you're going to have something be a part of your everyday life, you're going to listen to it. Uh, it's that much better to see it in person. Uh, to kind of really check a, check a box off and not only see it in person, but this has a little more of a, uh, in a bizarre way, like family atmosphere to it. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a community to it. So seeing it in person, uh, I, I would highly recommend uh, if you haven't been to one, Obviously, you're, you're in a weird situation. You can't go to everyone because you're 9,000 miles away. But the fact you did it right, the fact you got to go to one, um, it's just good. It kind of puts a little more uh, context behind the, the podcast that you listen to every day. You, know, yeah, you kind of have it, a behind-the-scenes look. It felt special to me. Like, I've obviously listened to all the other live shows, and they often feel like just the podcast in a different setting and maybe a couple of videos. But this one felt special. It felt like another step. It felt like, a you know, a magical performance and – we, you know, we got Kirk being, you know, 200% Kirk. We got the set pieces. We got the videos. It just felt a little bit different to any of our other live shows I've heard of theirs. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, it had a different feel than the Sako. Um, mm. it, it was very unique. And um, I mean, Sako was so long ago. Yeah, different to Madawaska, different to... I can't imagine, like, um, if you ask me, like, which one... We, Magnolia. If you can only go to one of them again, which one would be? Uh, the, the atmosphere, I think, was better at Sako, but the overall show was better in uh last night in boston yeah that's what a few minute fans have said like i saw a tweet from the Geek food saying, was better the food was better in Sako. great yeah, barbecue it was, and it was um free <laughs> i heard a, I saw a tweet from gig where he was saying that uh you know he likes soccer because you, you can talk to everybody and yeah i gotta admit i you know i love like i would have i could have socialized all night with people it was so great to see everyone so i can see why 
uh, that would happen. Like if if I hadn't seen a lot of Minna fans in the last two weeks, last night would have felt a little bit unsatisfying. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. get enough time with like Lauren and B&B last night in particular. B&B just breaks an next one. She's, she's, she's something. I mean, it's a lot of pretty Minna fans, but she's just – she's I mean, I'm getting a little too into it here, but – Lauren's one of the very few people that is taller sitting down than uh, standing up. She's got a little wagon on her. She's the perfect height. She oh. is the perfect height. Yeah, Amazing. she's she yeah. might. I gotta check her. I gotta check her DNA. She gets. She has some Dominican in her somewhere. I know they don't have those in uh, Maine, but let's do the twenty three and me because something's <laughs> going on there. Alrighty, well, Montante, we'll leave it on that. What? Note. No, okay. um, <laughs> no, but look, great, great to have you on the show. Um, hopefully, you can. Maybe jump on again in the future because you know now that I'm co-hostless. Um, yeah. And yeah, you, you know what's happening on Montante's world? Any, anything planned? We just had Robbie V on where we talked. Uh, weather. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> that was. I mean, Danny and Robbie are the two loveliest guys, but the two most boring guys. And I can see why they're very good friends. Like Danny had his 40th birthday last night, so he couldn't come. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, which is disappointing. Listen, Montante's world is for Montante only. It's not for the listeners. So I could talk to Robbie V uh, until I'm blue in the face. So I had fun, but um, I don't know. We'll put an episode out this week. Uh, I try to have new people on, but it's it's very hard. The annoying thing about trying when you have your own show and trying to book guests is much like sales. You'll get an initial yes, but when it's time to sign on the dotted line, family members die. Shout out Red. You know mm. this happens. That sometimes people. Just ghost it's very strange so it's tough you'll have someone in line you're ready to record you kind of you're ready for it and then someone will back out and i get back to you so next thing you know you have dave on for the 30th time yeah so. and, that, and that's why if you find somebody you know even if they're like david that you know can gibber on um even if they're just reliable and they you know turn up when they say they're going to turn up yeah then you you invite them on again like you end up yeah. just using them there's something to that because it is like so i mean it's super inconvenient or, or I kind of think disrespectful when people like cancel on your stuff. It's like, mm. come on, man. You know, it's like, I would never operate like that, but yeah, imagine, it's tough. Like, imagine like organizing a live show and then pulling out the week of like, that'd be bizarre. I, I don't know who you're referencing here. Um, hope he's doing well, but yeah, no, that's, that's tough. I, I thought you were joking. Like when you first told me in person, remember I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. So what do you actually mean by that? You're like, no, he's actually not going. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, that was yeah. I felt a lot of pressure at that point, but anyway, whatever. We got through it. Well, um, those listening, you know, subscribe to Montante's world. Some of it's okay. Uh, Mike, thank you. Yes, thank you, Matt. It was a pleasure as always.